And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a comedian and unofficial spokesperson for everything yummy. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an IT professional and amateur know-it-all, but in a good way, it's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian rancher and one of the stars of the terrific Amazon show One Mississippi. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to boil his peanuts. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the way we put your hands again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little chocodiles. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. Before I introduce my guests, I have to ask them. They're all sitting here. Chocodiles is a thing, right? Yes. It's like Sounds a chocolate. Funny. If it's treat. not, I, I like figured out what it was pretty quick. Are you picturing I mean, can... like two chocolate cakey things with cream in the middle? Nope. No, I was picturing picturing like small chocolate crocodiles. Uh, <laughs> I, I yes. want it. I want it to be that. Hello and welcome back, David Huntsberger. Oh, thank you for having me. I pictured the same thing, like a, an animal cracker made out of a, a really nice, crunchy chocolate sort of. Yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. That was, should exist. I, I was go picturing for a crocodile right now. A, yeah, a crocodile-shaped uh, chalk. <laughs> that also so I works. I or maybe it's like a chocolate roll thing. That's it's like a chocolate covered Twinkie type thing. Okay. Like it's cake with a filling, but I think it's also covered in chocolate. Looks nothing like a crocodile though. It has yeah. nothing to do with it crocodiles. It has nothing to do with yeah. crocodiles. If that continues to happen, and I know there maybe are bigger issues in the world, but if that <laughs> people just naming snacks however they want, yeah. it's unacceptable. We can't have that. <laughs> yeah. We need we need order. Law yeah. and order. <laughs> yes. They're chocolate covered Twinkies. Absolutely Looking, not. Well, she is the unofficial Where spokesperson. Where are those oh, all things I yummy. I think that they, Hi, it's Jones. like a nickname for them. That's not no. how you nickname things. I don't know. I'm just saying I Googled it because I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a chocolate covered Twinkie and the only thing that comes up are chocolate it's covered Twinkies. The, it's what their mom called it. What would you call yeah. it? Twinkle-lot? Twinkle-lot. That just rolls off the yeah, tongue. it is. And they're actually called Chocodiles. Hostess Chocodiles. Absolutely oh my gosh, you were right, and we—I was right, and I feel really good. We about that. were right. We were right. So good I like, job. I feel like these have been around our whole lives, and none of us know what the heck it really was. Well, I feel that's like a Jenna, failure. Jenna and I kind of did. We did. We kind of did. We, kind, did. we kind of did. That's yeah. True. Hi, Alan Moss. Oh. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Allison. Hey, you know what would be funny is if, um, like, for every day that you were past due, like, your doula charged you 25 cents, like a library book overdue. You should not make that joke to hormonal ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Point taken. Anyway, back to the chocodiles. Yeah, Jenna and I were kind of right. I think of them as something that was around years ago, though. I don't know that you can go to the store and get one. It's the same to me as someone that, say, has only one eye. And someone arbitrarily nick- nicknaming them like Bruce. <laughs> right. Not even connected at all. There's no reason for that to happen. <laughs> they were gone and then they came back in 2014, according to the internet. How long? According they gone to the for? 10 seconds that I've looked on the internet. So, again, what's your yummy fun. food go to source? Wikipedia is your like She all subscribes to a industry. <laughs> this is an article, <laughs> July 10th, 2014, by the LA Times. The LA oh, wow. Times wrote about this. Hostess. Very Who's on that chocolate house? Beat? <laughs> <laughs> back, 
Back in the days when we had time to talk about chocodiles <laughs> in the news. I need a thousand words on chocodiles. Yeah. Stat. <laughs> uh, I would write that. So you guys, <laughs> listeners, I have news. By the time you hear this episode, it is quite possible that my baby will be here. Um, we are recording this on Tuesday night. I am being induced Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, he might arrive tomorrow night. Arrive. <laughs> he might shoot out of my vagina or be pulled from my stomach. Probably not. Probably not in my stomach. I'm like but... picturing him in there standing with a ticket and a little fedora on. Yeah, just waiting. <laughs> waiting for his train. Waiting for the queue. Yeah. yeah. God, if he comes out and he's all old timey, that would be so awesome. I would love that kid so much. A little kerchief wipes his yeah. brow. Spats. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh look at his little baby sock garters! <laughs> I have been, I have been talking outside of her stomach as though it was the 1800s, so that he'll be all happy when he comes out that it's the modern day. Yeah, because he's now thinking it's like horse and buggy time. You know? <laughs> Didn't you f- actually float that idea? Like, should we prank our son that way? That, yeah. I don't understand how we would actually do it. You just talk about like you know, hey, we got to go churn that butter, you know, and we <laughs> got a lot of chores to do, Ma. I think this is how that M. Night Shyamalan movie started. Yeah, this is... uh, It's going to be... It didn't end really well, as I recall. Sure is is scary (laughs) out here with this rubella and the measles and what have you. Yeah, and then it'll be like, psych, iPhone 7, you know? Um, So I have... I'm I'm more okay with it than I was when I found out this morning. I thought that I was going to find out yesterday what day they were scheduling me for... Um, I knew that it was my doctor wanted to induce someday this week, but I had it in my head that like the earliest I'm going to allow it would be Wednesday night because Daniel had a doctor's appointment at 11 on Wednesday. Hey, but hey, wait, don't spoil it. I will. Let me tell him. I moved the appointment. Yeah. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I dead. just, it just <laughs> feels... It feels too soon. I feel like I need more time. Like we, and I'll go into the reasons why they want to do it this soon and why it has to be tomorrow. It's basically the hospital's stupid schedule. But we left the appointment and I burst into tears. But there's lots of tears at this point in pregnancy anyway. But I burst into tears and I was like, this is just not how I want, how I wanted this birth to go. And I feel like this is happening to me. Um, but I also feel like our hand is forced because. They, the hospital doesn't have any availability Thursday, no availability Friday to schedule an induction. You, so, we could go in. and I mean, that, that's for scheduled. I mean, if, if you right. were to like go oh, to labor, we, going, we yes. could still go. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, that'd be a strain. Like, my water broke. Like, you, did you make an appointment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, us. if I were to go into labor, but according to my doctor, based on my cervix, she doesn't think I'm going to go into labor right. naturally for like for at, least a, at least a week or a week and a half. And from the beginning, I've known because I am over 40, they don't want me to go past 40 weeks. And it'd be cool if it was like however old you are, that's how many weeks they don't want you to go past. But no, it's just a coincidence that yeah. I'm over 40. And 40 weeks is the the full like pregnancy term. And if you're over 40, they say the risks go up if you go past 40 weeks. So they want – they wa- Initially, I thought it was like, we don't want you to go much past 40 weeks, but... They don't want you to go a day past 40. Right. And I asked my dad, who's a doctor, to call the Mayo Clinic just to find out what 
what their feeling on it is because i was hoping they'd be like oh yeah no that's fine mm-hmm. um but it but they said that they also that's their policy as well so and because you, you can like overcook a baby or something no it's it's not i don't know what it is it's some study that says that the risk of stillbirth goes up dramatically past oh, wow. 40 weeks and I was like, well, if this were real, then we'd, everyone would know that. And this wouldn't, you know, like this but wouldn't be news to But all the doctors do seem to know it. But a, yeah, except that the Mayo Clinic, who I think is kind of the authority on most everything, they, with a, with a woman over 40, they will in, sometimes they'll induce even at 39 weeks. So I'm, so at that point I was like, okay, so I'm on board at least with it the induction, although I would prefer to go into labor on my own. And then at my last appointment, my doctor noticed that my, like she's been commenting on how great my fluid looks. I have a lot of fluid. Wow. Look at all that fluid. That's great. Look at all that fluid. Your baby can really move around in there. He's not squished in there. And then last time (laughs) it switched to, Oh, I have a tiny bit too. Like I just crossed the threshold for too much fluid. Oh Wow. Um, But do they drain you? No, actually, I read that they do, but she didn't. Oh, okay. I think they do sometimes, though, oh, and that wow. sounds miserable. That sounds really without scary. Without breaking yeah. the, the sack? Yeah. That's really scary. I don't scary. know how. I mean, to yeah, me, it's no. like they probably just stick a big needle. And, they just put one of those little spigots, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and they <laughs> like just, getting maple like syrup? A, yeah, or like sangria. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's only slight, though. Um, normal would be 25 and below and mine's like 26 or 27. And she said she's seen women with 50. I don't know what any of this means, but that sounds really painful. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then they put me on the baby monitor, which was like 30 minutes of not knowing what anything means and freaking out and being convinced that something's wrong. But then she came in and she's like, oh, this looks textbook. Like you could frame this. That's where they put the straps around you. Yes. Okay. Sit there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And it makes a lot of noise. But they just left you alone with it, making readings, and you looking at mm-hmm. it, going like, "I." T- I and it's making noises. Exactly. That's yeah. crazy. They should not do that. And of You're... course, I would have preferred if they hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, all these things always have that red light that'll go off every now and then, and it, it'll go off if, if things are okay. Mm-hmm. But a red light to normal people means, "Holy shit, something's wrong." <laughs> Is there a sound effect with it? Also, I don't know if it had a sound effect, but you'd watch it and go, and you're like. Oh fuck! Is the baby you know? And then <laughs> right. What's like, happening? No, totally <laughs> you guys all skimmed right over that she would be like strapped down to a table. No, she's no. They a, they put these two straps like around your belly. Yeah, oh, it like wraps you have around like your... two different heart monitors. One for the. Oh yeah. Okay. Baby. okay, I think I have seen. And the entire. Yeah. Did you have this feeling, Jenna, the entire time that it was like slipping out of the like riding up or moving out oh, of yeah. the way? Yeah, they it's don't... very weird. Yeah, yeah, it's very loosey goosey. Like, and it did slip at one point, and then the baby you couldn't hear the heartbeat anymore. And then you feel like, oh, but the it tracks heart. it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. slips a whole bunch. And then an alarm goes off at the nurse center and they come in like, did you move it? And they got to like, come in and strap it back you're like, on. Oh, I so don't you're know how my body works right now. Time. I have a oh. huge basketball that is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So start liking it because that's what we're going to have. <laughs> I know. It's going to be yeah, the whole time. It's the whole time. So she said that the extra fluid could be idiopathic, which means they don't know why it's happening, or it could be a sign of gestational diabetes. But our baby is not going to be an idiopath. <laughs> Would you want like him a to be genius idiot? It's someone, it's someone who who knows how to talk to idiots. Maybe. <laughs> I was oh my god, an like, idiot uh, whisperer! I was thinking like a serial killer that's not too bright. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a 
That's right. Well, you walked right into my hand. No, I haven't. Yes. <laughs> I did leave the door open. <laughs> um, you idiopath. <laughs> so, because of the concern of late onset gestational diabetes, because I, I cleared the like yeah. thing a while ago, because of the concern of late onset gestational diabetes, I now have to prick my finger four times a day and test my blood glucose. And I am someone who hates blood and hates needles. And yes, I did IVF. Yes, that involved a lot of needles. You'd think I would be over my fear of IVF. I mean, my fear of needles. It's back. I'm not. Um, So every time when I'm standing there about to prick my finger, like I get a little clammy Mm -hmm. and I get nervous. Even though it really doesn't hurt. You're somebody who can tolerate actually uh, quite a bit of pain, but you're terrified in advance <laughs> like you're this combination of sort of tough and a wuss that's right that feels like a scaredy cat maybe you're a scaredy cat mm-hmm. but you're you but you're tough when it comes down to it when you got to yeah. do it you you that's put up what you want you don't want the flip of that yeah so you're scared. Which is someone who's like talks a good game, but right. can't handle any you pain. Stick any needle in me, I can say no. <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. <Right. laughs> Better this. Well, I always thought that's what I was scared, but with a high pain threshold. Except that that endometrial biopsy that I had during IVF but, hurt so bad. Yeah, but that and then probably I'm like, oh, hurt I, for anyone. I guess I'm like maybe I can't handle much. I don't know. Anyway, so now I've been pricking my finger. My levels have all been good, except each day there's like one reading that's a little bit high mm. um, or elevated. So is it his IQ? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yes. Um, My God, his intelligence is off the chart. <laughs> Let's get this kid out of there. If, imagine if they could interpret that via my blood. That'd be kind of so awesome. So when I saw her today, it's like I'm. I guess they. I don't really have gestational diabetes, but she thinks I should be treated as someone who does, just in an abundance of caution. I don't even know what that means. The only practical application of that is that it means that I'm going to be getting like a really shitty bunch of food at the hospital. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, if they pre- prescribe chocodiles, how great would that be? <laughs> comes back around. Because, well, I mean, first of all, during labor, they don't let you eat anything anyway, just stuff you can see, through, just clear stuff. But it's like not going to be the good jello. It's going to be the di- yeah. diabetic jello, but whatever. It's just a couple days. <laughs> um, but. Daniel, your interpretation was that she was saying I don't have it because I because yes, she walked she out of the saying, room and I said to you yeah. I don't like this. Well, there's a lot of like I don't no. like this, <laughs> but you're like no, you don't have it. She was saying that there there are indicators that could mean it's possible. Oh yeah, what she quote, she say, said quote unquote something's up with the way you're metabolizing. There's something sugar. going on. She doesn't think it's gestational diabetes, but because there are these sort of uh, irregularities. They have to act as though you do because of possible complications. Right. So that's, I don't like that. (laughs) It's so overly cautious though. It's like I had one, when I was pregnant at like seven months or something, I had one blood pressure test that was like way high Mm -hmm. and I had to go be monitored for like eight hours in the hospital. And it was like, it was because she used the wrong cuff on my arm. Yeah. I didn't, it was like, so they're just so overly, overly cautious. My dad who, again, has been retired for many years, is older, but is a doctor. He's like, you don't have gestational diabetes. If you had gestational diabetes, all of your readings would be high. Correct. Um, <laughs> right. And I think that's what she, she knows that. And that's yeah. kind of why she was saying that. I know. She said something like, it, 
like she's like i can't just look at this this being the piece of paper that has all the readings on it and just ignore it even though like she's like it'd be, it'd be tempting to but i think she just doesn't want to she wants to be careful she doesn't right. want to take any risks so what she right. said is you know given the it, like it's not just the age now like given the age given the extra fluid given the gestational diabetes which i don't have <laughs> all of these tip it in the direction of like it's better to be induced so she really understood my not my feeling like it's too soon though and she's like i know what i think we should do medically but like socially i understand and i i also don't like feeling backed into a corner so that was very she was it was nice like she sat down on a stool and like really talked it out with mm-hmm. us yeah, she's a good doctor. I mean, I think that we're sort of we're in a pickle because obviously it'd be better to go naturally mm-hmm. and every day that we can buy ourselves to possibly like let the labor happen naturally is good, but we can't get but we can't go past a certain date and this is the first this well, is the we, only time we can get, so we're sort of stuck. We, we have to induce. What could, is that date? What is the 40 Saturday. Week? Oh, okay. Yeah. We could go past it. I mean, I could say... Well, but it's a risk. Yeah, I could say, I'm not on board with this. I want to take my felt, chances, but yeah. I just, I'm not, I feel like it'd be silly to, like, why take that risk? That's the thing. I don't feel right. comfortable taking that risk. Even though there's part of me that goes, I know in my heart of hearts, everything's okay and this baby's healthy like that's what my gut says yeah if there were like significant if we believe that the risks or the downside with induction was right. were really bad and maybe some people feel that way but we don't and then maybe the math would be different here but i think that it's like you know it's not going to be great but you know as long as the baby's healthy yeah i've suddenly healthy, become a little uh, worried that we don't we haven't been discussing a plan as um to what to do say the water breaks right now yeah it could is it okay if i'm just like the hold the door guy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i just spring right into that yeah. we should have a drill yeah <laughs> well you know we need someone to hold the forceps <laughs> oh. I mean, I, i'll give it a go yeah just, just clamp it on i'll clamp it on you just pull you you, you, you put, just put shoes foot- on horses yeah, right it's yeah. got to be similar yeah i've you, seen like calves be born and stuff like that. you just Same put your that. foot on her yeah. butt and then you just lean back and that's the <laughs> they do use chains sometimes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they wow get, they yeah. get wedged in there sometimes oh yeah. my god with calves mm-hmm. not all the time like a lot of times you know you go out in the field and they're just laying there and they're like getting licked off but other times like a cow would just be rolling around and clearly it's not going great and sometimes you can just throw a rope on there and like just kind of drag them out wow no and then other times yeah they're like you know they get breached and stuff i was and, talking about childbirth <laughs> oh wow I mean, I don't have to use a chain. But that yeah. must be dramatic. Yeah. It's weird to watch as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just well, it's very not like different. that with very it's not different. Like that. Yes. <laughs> I will say, I got out of the shower this morning, and I had been out of the shower all but twenty seconds, and then I sneezed and peed on myself. And In at the first, I was like, out of the shower. Of the shower. That's a bummer. I know. <laughs> I know. It really right? was. So, like, this sucks. Why couldn't this have happened twenty <laughs> seconds ago? But then I thought, well. Then again, I can just get right back in, which is what I did. So it wasn't that bad. But then I thought, like, I am pretty ready to not be pregnant anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you, you're ha- you're, it's like at the point now where walking is sort of difficult. difficult and yeah. you're, you're cranky. Ready. Yeah. You're, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to go. But then I had, <laughs> I had some crazy feelings 
later, which I almost don't even want to say, except I am going to say them so that if other women have them, they know that it, one other person had them. But then also I was talking to my sister and my mom and they're like, this is totally normal. All of a sudden I had this like almost cold feet, like, wait, I don't know if, okay, good. Jenna's nodding. Oh my gosh. I feel like, a, yes. I feel yes. like yes. a horrible person. You go I'm like, like I, wait, do how do I, I get out of this? How do I get out of this? I don't know if I want a baby. <laughs> really? yeah. 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 I don't know if I want to be we a mom. We decided to have it though. Yeah, yeah, but like we already have a dog. What are we doing? Maybe we're biting off more than this we can so chew. So normal. So I was talking to my yeah. sister, and I heard, I yeah. heard my nephew making noise yeah. in the background, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like not like being demanding. No, was, no, 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 exactly. No, 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 no. And I'm like, "That's gonna be my life for the next forever." Oh my god! I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> Why did I think I wanted a baby? I don't know if I want to be a mom, and it's weird. No. <laughs> it, I felt monstrous having that thought. I think yeah. it's well, normal. you should. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I, I, it's funny because I had this moment and I called my mom and I said, there's a part of me that's wondering how I can get out of this. <laughs> and my mom was like, I thought the exact same okay, thing good. with all six of my kids. Like, there's something about right before you go in labor, you go like, is there any way out? Okay, there is not. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> this is really great to hear. Yeah. Because I it's feel... It's totally rational. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely it's rational. rational. I think so. Well, I think it is in that all of a sudden... Like, the, my sense of, like, this is being done to me, which I'm associating with the fact that this is being done to me because they're making me go to the hospital sooner. But I feel like ev- it's probably there's that feeling of, like, it's being done to me regardless mm-hmm. yes. because it's out of your control. Yes. There's Correct. nothing you can do. You got to have the baby. Okay. Right. And, and even, yeah. but even, like, right before the wedding, I was like, it's, I mean, it's just like, I'm trying to think, did I have a, like, yeah, I think I had a, like, yes. wait, do I want to get married? Like, be did. What, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's been numerous times in my life where like everything is like hurtling towards a goal that I've been working it, towards for a long time. And right when I'm almost there, I am like, wait, I, ah, I need that feeling, out. you know, your life is about to change forever. Yeah. And you kind of go, wait, I'm not ready to say goodbye to the way things are. And I don't know what that means. Yet. Right. I don't know. Like, especially when you see people with their kids and they're throwing a fit and the tantrum on the floor and you're like, Oh shit. You know, like, but that's not what it is all the time. You know, Correct. that's just sometimes. Or, so I don't know. So, it always seems like okay. when you see parents, even if they only have toddlers, they're just suddenly, if, to you, if they're the first time you've seen those people, they are parents and sort of have yeah. always been parents. Like, I've only known yeah. them as parents. Yes. It's a mm-hmm. total shift that's, that you guys are stepping into that. I know that. that it's it's being foisted upon us, even though we spent two years and so much money to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but I have a question for Jenna and Al. So I was talking to a friend of mine who I met in one of the classes who just recently was induced and had this whole thing. Um, and her experience being induced and, and her experience of labor was very good. And what she said to me is she was so worried about labor. The hard part is when you get home from the hospital. And she really had a tough time. Um, she felt like a lot of it was postpartum emotions and she had a lot of anxiety and she just felt overwhelmed and felt like she and her husband didn't know what they were doing. And like, she felt like she was kind of losing her mind. And she's like, check. I want to tell yes. you this <laughs> yes. so that yes. if you feel this way, you'll know that it's not abnormal. Did you have that? 
I had a ton of anxiety. I think that was the hardest part for me um, because everything scared me. Everything, changing your clothes scared me. Changing your diaper scared me. Like everything made me nervous because suddenly I was, I mean, Al and I were both the people who had to take care of this person and keep it alive. And so I had a lot of anxiety. I remember one night, it was like two weeks or so after she was born, I was on the bed with her and I moved her head and it kind of bonked my chin. And I remember she kind of whimpered and cried a little bit and I burst into tears. And Al was like, did it really hurt? And I'm like, no, I'm just so stressed out. So tired. (laughs) It was like a very uh, Jesse Spano. (laughs) It was. It was so scary. So I think your friend is right. It's okay. And I think a lot of women... And dads too go through it. Yeah, I kind did. You of, have the stress. I didn't hyperventilate the first time we got home, but I like had a little panic attack uh, moving cars around outside the house. So like we had, we finally got home. It was long in the hospital. Our uh, Janae was there, and so Jenna was in the house. And I got in the car to like move the cars around, and I remember thinking like, it's changed forever. Like <laughs> Jenna and I will never have like the moments together like we used to have. And I remember thinking like, this is nuts. Did you and then, think like I can? Um, I can just. Step I felt on like the I gas. could just drive this car out of here. <laughs> like, just keep going. Never even know. He knows I would find him. It would be my one job in life to hunt him down. Yeah, baby's like in the carrier, and she's just chasing me down the street. It would be, yeah. so, no, and then you just like suck it up, man, and go back inside. But I mean, is this common? And that's what you being know. a dad yeah. is. Like, yeah. You go out and just dump the trash in the can, just wait a little bit. Like, what <laughs> yeah. if I? Yeah. But, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'll go back and see. But I mean, is it, co- okay, but is it common for guys, I'm assuming it is, like before the baby is born, you're on Travelocity looking for <laughs> one-way tickets to like, right? Trying on fake Just mustaches. pricing it out. <laughs> yeah. Looking for rentals and seeing what the... <laughs> May I just want to say... The excitement of it all and the emotion of how much you're going to love the baby hopefully overrides all of it in the okay. end. That's just it a, is that's some sort of code that they teach parents and they say that to trick people into doing it. That's what I thought too. Honestly, that's what I thought too. What is like, oh, this jerk. <laughs> you're going to have to work through it, dude. I don't think you will. <laughs> jerk. You're just programmed it's, to love it. It's so manipulative. It is this ridiculous thing that you cannot describe until it happens to you. you because be. Here's what I think happens. You come on with a baby. You start getting a lot of phone calls from you guys included like, gotcha. Isn't this the worst? <laughs> Don't tell anyone else. Yeah. Just right. put on a good face. What? <laughs> right. It's like that game that it's like sardines where does anyone know the game sardines? No, this came, didn't this come up on a, okay. It's where, um, someone it's like hide and it's like group hide and seek oh yeah so when people naked in a bathtub (laughs) (laughs) and and your uncle like wants you to climb into bed (laughs) no sardines (laughs) it's like one person starts looking and then they you get more and more together another person you hide with them yeah and then as soon as oh yeah that's exactly what i was yeah this actually is a terrible terrible metaphor i'm not sure why i brought it up or thought it was gonna work i look forward to my brain coming back but i'm told that that's not gonna happen it gets worse Wow. Don't you? Doesn't it get worse for a while? The brain. I feel like at about six months, it all came back. <laughs> That's so long. <laughs> That's so long. Yeah. Now, because you're so tired for a couple months, and then once the baby gives you a little more sleep, 
then you you get you get better. Now my practical questions. Should I bring my hair dryer and straightening iron? No, no unless honey. you're. Yeah, I would not. No. <laughs> what are you gonna about. wear, Dan? <laughs> sweats have you seen that picture someone posed i think it was on it went around on twitter of like this kid in a hospital waiting room a kid he's like 25 he's in a suit and it just was captioned like this is my brother about to meet our newest nephew and he said first impressions are important he's just (laughs) wearing a suit oh yes well you could you know what you're supposed to do is have your stylist and your makeup artist come And do your hair and makeup, and then the photographer oh, comes in. Oh, I should in. call them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you have a videographer for the birth yet? <laughs> Dramatic <laughs> shots. Yeah. I am going to no. ask. The doula is going to be taking shots. Good. Oh, that's cool. You want somebody. I mean, Al did Some a pretty great job, but yeah. I have friends who've actually hired photographers, like paid someone that's to come ridiculous. in. That doesn't sound like that's anything ridiculous. I want to do. <laughs> it's not healthy. It's not it's a not good healthy. idea, well, in my well, opinion. The reason I ask, though, is that conceivably I will take a shower there, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'll. Oh, I want to wash my hair, right? <sighs> yes. But I just wonder if you'll feel like you have the time to blow dry and straighten your hair. What if it ha- what if oh, I guess it probably won't happen before the baby's born. Yeah, no. I was yeah. thinking like it's going to happen in the midst of all of it. No. You go a couple days without showering usually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll be able to shower while we're before you before you get into the serious labor part of it. Yeah, but I'm going to have an IV the whole time. And when are you going to get your I'm, epidural? Yeah, there's no. no I'm going to be pain. able to. <laughs> yeah, because the doula is like the doula wants me to bring a swimsuit so that I can go into the shower with you and help you with the contractions. I think that was oh. if I were in natural labor. Oh, is that natural? Well, bring yeah. it anyway. But I think so. Okay. I have a feeling I'm going to be in bed most of the time. That wasn't on our healthcare plan. We didn't have the. <laughs> Group shower. We didn't have that Actually, I read that online and I was like, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the rooms at Cedars have bathtubs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, that's you know, awesome. they, yeah. But the nurses said that when during one of the classes we took that um like something about like you'd be surprised how how much a woman in labor doesn't care about being naked. You don't. Yeah. But the thing that's surprising to them is how much the men also seem to not care. And we recommend <laughs> you bring swim trunks. Remember they were saying that? That's funny. Yeah. Oh, the guy's that's like, hilarious. Whatever, I'm down with this. <laughs> but maybe men, maybe men don't care anyway and they're just looking for an excuse. Right. Well, they were talking about you know? like in the, if, if you're in the shower or something like that. Yeah. Oh, what? That's we can hilarious. naked? All right. <laughs> Sweet. Oh. Everyone's naked. Oh, that's so They'll funny. never arrest a new father. Yeah. It's the only time I can get away with it. Yeah. I'm in labor too, goddammit. <laughs> so, yeah, that is all happening. And like, I keep looking at Wendy with this wistful, like, she doesn't know that she's going to someone's house. How's tomorrow? You know, I need to get over that. And also, I need to never use that voice again. <laughs> Wendy, She's my snuggleberries. <laughs> Wendy doesn't know what, what's about to hit her. She's about to be demoted. No. That's right. Well, She's about to get a new friend. Yeah. She's getting yeah. a new member of the pack. Yeah. She's excited. I know. I agree. No. Um, you guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, including like a little... Um, from the same company that makes the nose Frida, which is a thing where you can suck the snot out of your baby's nose. Um, there's also like a lady, but I forget the name of it. So like a lady bidet or something that I just bought, which is a squirt bottle so I can irrigate my nether regions as I urinate. Oh yeah. The hospital gave me a bunch of those. Okay. (laughs) 
I don't know why. I, I, I'm buying extra stuff. Oh, you should. Yeah. It w- I w- actually wish I would have bought one because the hospital one wasn't that great. That's what I heard. Yeah. I heard the hospital. This one has like some kind of different angle. But anyway, you can get all sorts of stuff on Amazon. <laughs> Click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Also, I'm on Patreon. Patreon is fun. It is like Kickstarter, but you can support artists and podcasters and whatnot on an ongoing monthly basis there's different reward levels so you can get extra bonus episodes a month the um, the bonus episode this month is greg heller but there's been plenty of bonus episodes with jenna kim jones which are super fun there's bonus episodes with daniel we did like a talking about television all sorts of bonus episodes if you sign up you get access to all the back bonus episodes um there's also uh, a level where you get access to an interactive video stream um there's a level where you get merchandise in the mail check that out patreon.com slash allison rosen and if you like what you're hearing subscribe itunes.com slash allison rosen uh, is where you go for that and leave us a nice comment if you are so inclined five stars is our favorite number um because it's the highest and it helps out the show okay all right david huntsberger what's Ch- new with you chocodiles makes no sense we've covered that yeah <laughs> but land or land and uh water predators reptiles in that same category a urination irrigation device, a urigator. Ooh, we're getting Whoa. somewhere now. Oh yeah, yes. oh, wow. A urigator. A urigator. That's wow. good. I yeah. like that. Now, now you can shape them cool. Well, I was gonna say, would it be shaped like an <laughs> alligator? Like an alligator. Yeah, no, I it's shaped it. like a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty interesting. <laughs> the old switcheroo. <laughs> yes, from the makers of chocolate <laughs> <laughs> Right. Do you like chocodiles? Do you need to irrigate your head? <laughs> it makes no sense, but I like it. This is why Hostess went belly up. <laughs> well, it's just like a Twinkie covered in chocolate, like you want down there. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to go here for one second. Speaking of, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing in advance to everyone at the table and everyone listening. I had cr- so I had crazy diarrhea <laughs> a couple days ago. Need that irrigator. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh good, if I go into labor soon, I'm totally cleaned out." Oh yeah. However, since then, I have now gone too far in the other direction back to Oh. Be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And as I was eating a yeah. salad today, I oh. thought this is oh. a, an act of aggression. Ruffage. <laughs> 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 and I'm I'm sorry. And I just suspect it might I'm pr- I'm probably going to be one of the many women who who poop on the Join table. the club. <laughs> You're Join the club. But like, it's one thing if it's just a tiny bit, no, no, but I it's think gonna it's going to be... It's going to be... <laughs> it's a massive dump. Gush. Gushing of... Listen... Here's, we we talked about it. your yeah. placement, right? Where you're going to be. Well, I'm definitely not going to be side. in... You're yeah, gonna poop be- side. <laughs> I'm going to be on... On the other side, next to her, with uh, upwind, I think it's called, with a bro- yeah. with a cigarette broken in half and shoved up my nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. But you know what? the The nurses see it all the time, honey. Yeah, they do. But Al, you were down there 
playing the I center field, right? I went down there and checked a couple things out, you know, <laughs> made sure everybody was, you know, up he to union code. He watched the whole thing. You know? He watched it all. Yeah, I think the thing that bothered me most was when all the student physicians came in, like, you mind if we take a look? I'm like, I do mind. Get out of here. <laughs> if you don't have a degree, get out. Yeah. You don't need to be yeah. here. Learn somewhere else. We've requested no students. But then she yeah. said that they don't actually have students. Oh, she Cedars. doesn't. No, she doesn't have students. No, I think they don't have students there. Oh, I thought they followed the doctor specifically. No, there's a, there could be a nursing student. Right, but this the, is fascinating the... conversation for the listeners. <laughs> anyway, no students. I can't wait to find out who's right, though. <laughs> Can you? Is there any chance to trick those students to go in with a prop of some sort? Yeah. So when they come in, you boo like a chicken squeezes out or something, or like with those like mixed peanuts. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So a snake comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now get the hell out of oh, here. Oh, I think a snake will come out. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I don't, I don't think it'll barf. be that formed. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm really digging into the grossness. Anyway, David, back to, back to you. What's new? <laughs> oh, you? I, not a ton. I uh, well, I did of course some acting mm-hmm. in, the in one show. Mississippi. One Mississippi, yeah. And then I did. I'm going to be in the second season of uh, Hidden America with Jonah Ray. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Have you watched that show at all? Yes, it's really so, funny. Yeah. I really like it. So, what um, city are you in, or can you not say? I play. Um, I believe. I read the episode. Now I got I got confused because I watched so many right as I was reading the script. So I I play like a a television host type guy. Okay. So I, we'll look out for that. No, he's in uh, Minneapolis, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the Minneapolis one. Cool. Yep. Very so that's what's cool. going on with me. I wrote a script that um, some Hollywood types seem to enjoy a little. So congratulations. Be, thanks. Yeah, I got so sick of like pitching stuff where you're sort of auditioning to get yes. to make something. I just sat down and wrote this thing that I, I nice. like. So that cool. felt good. That's that great. is such a good thing to do that I can't bring that myself is, to do. That is the way <laughs> to do it. I, I, did, I didn't want it to be, you know, people will put like note cards and like give themselves a schedule. And I just did it in like three days. I was like, I'm was just it gonna, a, a movie? No, it's like 30 pages. It was just like a half hour comedy, oh. a sort of uh, serialized comedy, which I like people are doing that these days. But I... Uh, I just wrote it. I just figured, like, if it's bad, I, it'll, I'll be done with it. But if, if if I like it, if it's good, I'll finish it quickly. And then I I did. Have you ri- had you written scripts before? Yeah, they were generally pretty terrible, though. So I wrote this one as a story I would like to pay attention to, and that made it way easier. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, then this would probably happen. Then they go here, and then this if, would happen. If you write things for yourself instead of trying to write things for who you think is going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. That's the right way to do it. Well, I've had that's ideas before right that I, I felt like, oh, I, I would like this. Yeah. And then as I started writing it, it just kind of got off the rails or, you know, looking back later, <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was doing. How did he get the gun? I don't know how he did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you're writing, do you use, because I've seen software that allows you to like write oh, yeah. better, or do you just like open up a Word doc and hit all caps and then you no, just go to um, <laughs> final draft. Final, final draft. draft. Final yeah. draft. What makes those? Was nice. Oh, That's it's the best. Nice. So, like, the tab button essentially puts the cursor in a variety of places where. So, like, if you finish some dialogue, let's say, yeah. and you hit enter, it'll just bounce over to an action or like a scene heading. Ah. So, if you hit int period, it automatically knows that's a scene yeah. heading. So, it'll put them in all caps. Because oh. it's just little simple things. Like we that. have it. No, I know you we have. I haven't played with it. Just, yeah. It just seems like something I was you trying would do. To, like, type letters with it because in screenwriting, <laughs> in screenwriting, each type of thing has a different, completely different like setting. Like whether it's going to be all caps or whether it's going to be regular, or if it's going to be you know the margins. Yeah. And so, yeah, final draft makes it so you can just write and not have to. Mm-hmm. 
do the whole formatting wow. thing. You don't mm-hmm. have to like play with the tabs in Word. Okay, I'm yeah. with you now. Yeah, I get it. All yeah, right. cool. And, Oh, oh no no you go! I've realized I didn't have an and. I thought I was, <laughs> oh and also, I thought it was part of the Creative Cloud, but it's not. I don't think it's in the Adobe. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I think when I was younger, I had this idea that the script is really just dialogue, yeah, and the director brings the vision of like what it should look like and what the action should be. However, whenever I read scripts, I'm always, um. Surprised or not, I, I'm always struck with how much it's all on right page. on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the description. So I, I'm friends with Rhett Reese, who um, wrote Deadpool and Zombieland. Mm-hmm. And is Deadpool the movie that he's famous for right now? Did he do Deadpool? Yeah. Then yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Zombieland started as a television show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I read a very early script for Zombieland and it, it was really like reading a novel, you know, I mean, n- not really because the formatting is like all of a sudden this word's in capital capitalized. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's a, a rhyme and a reason to it and it's much more splashy than a novel, but it was really evocative. The image, like how, how much I was able to visualize what it should look like based on the script. Mm-hmm. I have no point. I think it is part of it depends on the writers. Some writers do more of that than other writers. And if, if, if it's a spec and they're writing it, uh, they tend to put more description in it because they have to sell the vision of it. But if they're being hired to write something for a director, well, yeah. then they might not because it, so it, it depends. I mean, and yeah, there's a lot of variety in other words. But I think that's you, part of what's difficult for me with, with writing scripts is. And this actually came up on, <clears throat> I had um, the showrunner of Girls, Jenny Connor, on the show, which by the time you hear this, it will not have aired yet, but it was a really good interview. Um, or she she's really a really good interviewee. But anyway, we were talking about neither of us being particularly like visual learners or visual thinkers. And I think that's why maybe I struggle with that aspect of a script because when I think about how a story should go, it's all very verbal. I don't, I don't picture how it would look on a screen in my head necessarily. You got to think of a, of writing in it. This is my advice. Take it for what it's worth, but it's like, you got to think of it like it's going to be, you're going to do passes on it. And in my opinion, the best way to, to do your first pass on it is just to write the things that make it fast for you. Like, in general, I would say to I'll people write who are starting... I'll write it as a blog out, post then. Yeah, like people... Well, yeah, like people who are just starting out writing, I would say, don't worry about the descriptions. Don't worry about the logistics of like, you know, what happens in a shot or any of that shit. Just, you know, do the dialogue, hit the beats, and then get through that draft. And then you can go back and fill in the details. Right. You don't have to... If You can get bogged down in the poetry of your language and forget that, that none of that shit matters because it's a fucking movie yeah. or a TV show. No one reads it, you know? So I, re- it, I read the uh, kind of, the, you know, when they'll do this thing now with like movies 10 years later, 20 years later, they're like, we got three of the producers, a couple actors and the director to like just all chime in. So you read this sort of sort of anthology like going through oh, like oh, yeah. history yeah. yeah and they did it for boogie nights and talking about like you know he'd made that short a little bit ahead yeah. of it but then the script was like 230 pages and right. right on the front it said like what sort of film it would be shot on well so he was like kind of the hip kid going around at sundance like with this giant script that everyone wanted to read i think that really never happens <laughs> right like, but he's also kind of yeah it, it, but he's like such a 
sort of unique writer mm-hmm. direct you know like he know he knows so he's so specific about what he wants and he's making his own movies so yeah. he can kind of get away with it but mm-hmm. you could get a 200 page script I mean, yeah that's pretty crazy yeah all that being said i remember my editor at the oc weekly saying that when you're thinking about writing a profile imagine it as a movie like what scene would you open up on and so despite the fact that i say that i'm not particularly a visual thinker that always has been sort of a guiding principle when I'm like telling a story in, uh, you know, in prose is thinking about like, if this were a documentary, what would this open up on? And then what, what would the next scene be? Mm-hmm. I think I just have, a, I have a block about script writing. Yeah. Mel Brooks wrote the producers, I think just originally kind of as a story and yeah. then they turned it into a play. And then it was, you know, like, this could be a movie. They couldn't settle on a director. And he was like, why don't I direct it? And like, I don't know. You don't have experience. He's like, I wrote it. I see it. <laughs> and I think that's like such a good crystallized. Oh, what I've been up to. Also, I got to go watch Blazing Saddles as oh. part of Riot Fest and the Q&A with Mel Brooks after. Oh, oh wow. Phenomenal. That's it was awesome. so cool. great. Yeah, that's it was cool. one of the coolest things I've gotten to experience. He's just so vibrant and like it's energetic amazing. and alive. He's 90. is unreal. So wow. But he had so many great little Hollywood anecdotes and stuff like that. But that was... And that was a a while ago. Like I think for the Give It Up for Mel Brooks documentary or something, he mentions that. Like oh, I wrote it, I see it. So I think that's all that really matters is like, do you yeah. see the world? Like just try your best to communicate that. Right. I mean, just last thought. It's like screen screenplays are such a horrible format for writing. It it's hard to be inspired to write in that format. So um, I don't think like your hang up about writing screenplays like in. It's, I would say write it as a short story. If that's what, whatever the whatever the way it is that makes you like feel unburdened, because there is so much to the formatting that you can just do. It blocks you because you're like, wait, what's the fucking like? And then this right. is this is a dialogue, and the dialogue is separate from the action, and then you have to capitalize all sound effects and all these things. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like none of that matters if you're just trying to tell a story. I know. Yeah. As I'm as I'm saying this, I'm thinking people people who want to pitch magazines get very hung up on like, what's the format of a query letter? Yeah, that's like the and the truth is, having been an editor, it doesn't matter. Right. If it's a good idea and the person, you know, has a, a reason for the story now and, and has some experience and they can just email you informally, yeah. you will commission that story. Even it doesn't, and if it comes in like business letter form, like a weird stilted business letter format too formal, that actually would put you off of something. Yeah, I think Stanley Kubrick, his screenplays were flipped. So it would be like the dialogue was in the wide margins and the description was in the narrow margins oh, instead weird. of what you're used to. Like it doesn't fucking matter if in the end people can make sense of it. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, it's important too to just get it out of your system sometimes. Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to sit down and write this. And if it's a paragraph, I'll be done with it. And yeah. if it's 200 pages, I'll be done with it. But so many people just walk around with it in their head. I think that's where like a lot of critics and stuff come, people that are very snobby, like, that sucks. I got four or five ideas up here that once I get around to cranking them out, <laughs> way oh, better. Let me tell you, everybody has a fucking movie in their head. Everybody. I actually don't. You know, yeah, except you. <laughs> oh. Except Al. All right. Well, okay. It feels like it. Like I'll, I, I, To me, it's like having a movie in your head. It's got white it? noise and pixels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no go. having a movie in your head is, okay, great, good for you, or a TV idea, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's being able to put it on paper and execute it is is the skill. Yeah. You know, because I'll go, I'll go visit family back east and, you know, have three people come up with me to me with their brilliant idea for a TV show. It's like, 
Yeah, it's like I know uh, a show about people at an ice skating rink. I get it. It's like it's <laughs> like, but it's it's in the execution. It's like your ability. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're. you're so the, I wonder how many people watch a show like The Office and we're like, I've been saying that for. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. <laughs> My office is like that. Yeah, we have, we a, have a funny boss. guy. We should see our receptionist. <laughs> yeah. I thought that'd be a good show. Yeah. Exactly. We have people who are always talking to cameras that aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that device over? Yeah. Oh, I, think, I think so. I think if someone tried to do it in the same... I mean, you can yeah. do it now, but having Jim Halpert constantly look over and that always be in the punchline, I think people have definitely moved on from Modern that. Modern yes. Family still does it, don't they? But they I do think, look like a cutaway most. I, I guess I haven't watched it in a while. Yes, they, I think they... But they, Modern they Family do. doesn't have the glow it used to, in my opinion. It's still right. a great show, but it's not like what it was the first maybe it, four it, seasons it is a or so. Weird it's con- very different. Yeah, it's a weird convention that it's... At least with The Office, there was this idea that there was some documentary crew there filming them for 10 years or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but there, so there was that that conceit. But with Modern Family, it's like they just no they just did it. And yeah. sit they down just did and it. talk to the yeah. camera. Yeah. Like, I don't, I but don't see, it. I've been really interested in these like alternative fan interpretations of things and just reading about them online. And one of the ones I've heard about The Office is that... The business, if you think about it, isn't doing very well. But the reason why everyone is able to stay employed and the company stays alive is because the documentary crew that's shooting the documentary is making money on their story. And this is not addressed in the show. <laughs> and so that the documentary they're making keeps the business going. Yeah. He's gotten deep into fanfic. Yeah. Because yeah. wow. <laughs> we, all, we all know that documentaries just rain past. Yeah. <laughs> in the process. <laughs> It just through the whole thing. Ah, Kim Burns out there throwing around money as always. Lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. No, I think yeah. the idea is that the show, the show we watched, doing is the, this damn thing on trains from the late eighteen hundreds. You know the money's flowing for that. I, you sell out. I think the theory is that the show is a hit sitcom documentary. Oh, okay. and it's making money on NBC. Oh, so. Right, okay. got it. See, this as an evidence of how I my brain's not working because I'm pregnant. I everyone seemed to understand what you said, and I didn't. Tell me again. <laughs> the documentary is the on is, NBC, so it makes the a show lot of money. is the documentary. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because you could be the crossover when you're watching some of these like house flipping shows and things like that. Or yeah. you're like that must be what's happening. That right. must be like. The network giving them like here, just just do it. This house sucks. I know you would normally buy it, but buy it and fix it up. Right, right, right exactly. <laughs> you know what? Um, totally gets in the way of writing a script. To go back to something we were talking be- about before, um, when you also have to make a meal and you have to run to the store and buy all the ingredients. Totally. Don't, don't. <laughs> Burden yourself that way. Just get Blue Apron. They take care of all the complications. They send you everything you need. It's perfectly proportioned to make a delicious meal. All the ingredients are fresh, high quality, um, and you'll know where your food comes from. And they send you a recipe and they break it down. So whether you're a novice cook or a gourmet chef, 
it's super duper easy because you'll have this recipe card and they break it down with different photos. It's fun. Um, yeah, and it's fun. You'll want to keep keep the recipe card. I feel like these are collector's items. It's affordable. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And you can choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. And the recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. It's flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based Based on your preferences and it's easy again like i mentioned the step-by-step easy to follow recipe card uh and the meals can be prepared in 40 minutes or less and blue aprons freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping the, the hell burn, is that? it's back. <laughs> that was like a gremlin. <laughs> blue apron. This is a baby trying to chime in about blue apron. <laughs> Check out this week's menu and get your... <laughs> How's that okay. never been a sketch? The spokesperson that just has like terrible gas or something. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, anyway... <laughs> Oh, yeah, ballpark this week is that too. Oh, you get your uh, okay. padded. Okay, here we go. Uh. <laughs> Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Allison. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Allison. Blueapron.com slash Allison. Um, you were at the airport protesting, yes? Mm-hmm. How was that? Man, they let this little dude go that was uh it, it's so weird, you know, because everyone had I was I hate Facebook and I was one of the last people to be involved with it. And it's just the most atrocious thing that's ever Existed because Facebook. You, yeah. Facebook. I mean, because the things you see where people are still clinging on to hold on to, like, hey, just give it time or this is good. Like watching a little man, like five foot two, 80 years old, be let out after 10 hours being held there. It's just brutal. Mm-hmm. And the way people are like really pleasant to one another. I don't know where the weirdo kind of conservative people get these, you know, images of like, look, they're beating each other up or it's really violent there at these protests. It's the nicest group of people so, all being really nice. Here's my question. How much did George Soros pay you to be there? That's the thing, man. You get a nice <laughs> meal. That's the start with. <laughs> like, what are we ever talking? Ca- beef or is there yeah, a vegetarian yeah. option? Yeah, got these kebabs that are just... <laughs> was it a casting call kind of situation? Oh, yeah. They set up food it... trucks, you know, yeah. to bring those in. So it's really like yeah. a catered meal. Okay. And the, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And around the... I was trying to do the math on some of that. Like, if they paid protesters like a dollar an hour, how long Bill Gates, if he drained his whole fortune, could keep it up? <laughs> And uh, but yeah, so the money's good. You make a couple hundred yeah, bucks a day. Sweet nice. gig, sweet gig. <laughs> All you gotta do is drive down to LAX, which everyone loves to do. I mean, uh, that right there is pretty awesome. People driving to the friggin' airport. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you that? park? Yeah. Where did you park? I, um, Important question. I, we, do you take a shuttle into the thing? Like, a oh, you couldn't. Spot? No. There's, I mean, the traffic was. Absolutely right. halted. Like, so so people were, everyone's just running past with their bags. You know, people are in the shuttle waiting mm-hmm. to get there. And it's just taking a long time. So yeah. other people are, you know, trucking it on in, like dragging their bags behind them. But no one seemed put out by that. There was yeah. one woman that I think was very, she was on a layover from Iowa or something, not to disparage Iowa, but fine people somewhere. In Iowa. 
somewhere where she was not thrilled with what was going on and she was the whole crowd is like you know around this area the street is wide open and this lady came barging like excuse me excuse me excuse me <laughs> and everyone just moved and like let her go through that was the only like disruptive part otherwise <laughs> but yeah like we just parked pretty close and then walked right over there <laughs> i think the listeners need to know that as you said disruptive wendy began <laughs> making a Quite like, a clattering in the corner. It was pretty cute, though. It was really cute. It was really into cute. A little, pla- a little plastic <laughs> bag. I know she likes to play with plastic lately, and I have two simultaneous thoughts. Oh, that's cute. Oh, is that dangerous? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like if it was a, a human, I would definitely be taking the plastic right, bag right. from them. <clears throat> I guess it could be. I think it might be. Yeah, so I but it was away cute. Her. The minute for the ten seconds yes. it was happening, she was doing that great thing seconds. where she was rubbing like the middle side and top of her head on the plastic. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like cute. That. Very cat-like. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a cat? No, okay. we don't have any pets right now. We uh, we're, we're animalless. We're free to travel, which we sometimes do are you gonna yeah. get um tied down with an animal soon yeah i think so we're looking to get in the market um <laughs> get, get, get in the game <laughs> we went like looked at puppies i don't know i don't you know you looked at puppies Tell yeah i don't think more. we're i don't think we're gonna get a puppy though i think we're gonna get like a middle middle age well it sounds weird but like a dog that's just kind of like needs a home something right like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well that's i'll be nice. telling you about a four-year-old 70 pound dog at the end of the show that's in baton rouge ah, so nice. it's super convenient for you <laughs> yeah absolutely. so this was at the airport <laughs> yeah sorry i had to step wait but what were these puppies that you looked at man it's i don't like the term rescue when you go to like oh let's go get a rescue dog and they're like well it's initially 450 dollars then you get these extra right. shots i'm like i tend to think of a rescue as like get in the car i'll get you out of here it's <laughs> <laughs> like here's your 400 dollars. i'll get you out of that fire so the rescue is just an absurd term to make people feel great about like the and the people that kind of came up with the name rescue it's like they're the people you're rescuing it from. So if yeah, your oh, yeah. rescue implies that it's a dangerous situation. Which but this the place p- wasn't p- dangerous, but it was filthy. It smelled was it a horrific. Shelter? Yeah, it was a shelter like right near downtown LA. Would they have was- a problem if you like dropped from a rope from a helicopter into the middle of the place, <laughs> grabbed a dog, and then, you know, took off? And then dropped a check that gently right. fluttered down. Right. <laughs> I think they'd be up for that. Yeah. I'm going to demand it. Make that dog cost like, you know, $30,000 or whatever it costs to charter a helicopter, get the insurance waiver, and I get wanna, the rope. I want to get the thrill of rescuing, you know? <laughs> and then they just hand it to me like, no, throw it. We can't. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so puppies? Yeah, I might get some puppies. Did you guys do any protesting or anything like that? I I, I wanted, mean, yeah, yeah, I wanted to march. Um, I wanted to go to the Women's March. Someone is very, very pregnant, and it's hard. Yeah, it's Allison. <laughs> wow, well, like, yeah, I was, and kidding. she has a hard time staying on her feet. For but very even long. that day, and even were, that day, I kept saying, "Should we drive to downtown? Should we drive to downtown?" And then Daniel, yeah, he's like, "Remember how you were at the Enchanted Garden?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Enchanted I didn't say it like that. You but, did. Uh, no you said, "Honey, it's going to be like Desconso," which was me walking around going. I can't walk anymore. I need to go yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> this is you. I'm pregnant. Oh, uh, you would have hated the the women's march. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, it, it took so long to walk down to get near it. And there was then, just a lot of. And that. then you got to go to the bathroom very frequently. If you're, I mean, it's just not. I don't feel like it was the kind of c- scenario that. Yeah, would have been completely reasonable. 
you know. So with your I, protest, yes. uh, it was Sunday night, right? Monday night. Sunday, um, Monday Sunday night. night. No, they started Sunday night, like, and then they orga- the one that was a little bit more organized was Monday night. Oh, okay. So, so you, oh, like, you did like okay. a delay protest. Monday? Is that right? Or no. was it Sunday night? Sunday Saturday. Was. Yeah, Saturday's when it sprung up, and then Sunday. Sunday was the morning. Yeah, so yes. Sunday's the day. So went, my yeah. real question is, the people on Sunday, do they have poster board laying around? Do they go out and get <laughs> it? Are they in the car writing the thing? Yeah. So that's really yeah, how does that work? No, I think that's going to become an ongoing thing of people just having a t-shirt they can throw on. Open up like a little shop with yeah. protesting oh. supplies. No, here's what people are doing. Like, I know people shared photos like, look at these litter bugs. But what people do is they like stick them in the fence so that in, as people come and go in waves, if you show up you late, can you grab can find and grab a spare. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So it wasn't like people were just chucking them on the ground. They try to put them in a place like, hey, if you it's need like, it. like have a poster, yeah. leave a poster, yeah. need a poster, take a poster. <laughs> right. And you can go and just shop and just be like, yeah, Muslims are okay. Trump, love, love Trump. Say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this one's snarky. That's for me. Like, you can really... <laughs> <laughs> there were some pretty good ones from the Women's March. I mean, I like watching. I like looking yeah. at the signs. There the were signs good ones fun, from yeah. the airport protest, too. The best one was the green one. Is like, don't think we don't know what you're doing with the NSC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't <laughs> think we're not paying attention to the other thing that you're doing. One of my favorites, but I didn't think it, many people were sharing it because it looked so quintessentially like, not helpless or just kind of sad. It was just like this little girl, like three or four. She clearly made the sign herself. It was a rainbow oh. with a poorly drawn unicorn above it. And it just said, save America. Oh, Jesus. And it was really sweet. <laughs> so earnest. Yeah, it was just, she just standing there with it, leaning against her shoulder, that, bummed out look on her face. That's like the one from the Women's March in D.C. where it was like a little, probably one and a half year old kid. And it was just holding up a scribbles. sign. And it was just scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Yeah, the sign watching is one of the the best parts. My least favorite part: people burning sage. It just felt too hippie. A lot of sage. There's some sage. Like you walk into clubs. Listen, oh, God, man. come on. Listen, it's it's been been it doesn't have to go back to the sixties. <laughs> take it up a we're notch. We're going backwards in every way right now. It's been eight years, man. It's like you know you have these people that are like, it's on. You know, <laughs> Trevor, get the fucking hacky sack. You know, oh, they're Pablo, drums get the and sage. Stuff, yeah, yeah, get the uh. uh Bobby, get the bongo drums. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go. You know what happens? Like, I've said the, the guy wrote the article on like Medium of like, hey, you're you're protesting. You think you're doing something. It gives you a self satisfied feeling. That's totally yeah. true. That people walk away like I did something. I think it helps for like numbers. I think it helps for an actual like right, physical representation that, opp- that there opposition. is opposition. Yeah, but still being vigilant and and paying attention and calling your representatives. But when you're at the protests. There are periods where it just kind of dies down. Like, yeah. all right, we're gonna have to wait for a couple hours till they. Say. So let's. So people just end up kind of hanging out, and when there's no drum or no chanting, people are just kind of just standing there. <laughs> so as much as you dislike, or me personally, I don't like the people in the park who just like, just playing a drum. But at the pro, so I'm like, oh, thank God he's cued it up again. Like it sounds, no, feels like we're doing something. You don't li- listen. You don't like. Uh, drum circles and bongo drums. You don't like those like sticks, you know, the things right. where they oh, flip devil it around. Sticks. Devil, yeah. Sticks. Yeah. devil sticks. You don't yeah. like oh, those things. But that's because they came out of the 60s when there were lots of protests. Now that we have protests, you see, oh, there are things to do. <laughs> There's an application in, for them. Uh, yes, drum circles don't need a plug. Yeah. 
you know? No, there's a guy with an acoustic guitar, and I was just so like, like I hate on, you man. every other time, but right now, play me something I recognize. I still kind of disliked him at this one too, because oh, an acoustic guitar doesn't carry well in a loud no. environment, mm, and it no. takes up too much space, and it just again looks so sixties ish. Like, what let's about move it up a notch? What about a didgeridoo though? I feel like a didgeridoo. No. <laughs> There's, no, well there's never a, a good time for a didgeridoo. No? I don't think like so. Like when the crowd dies down, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> this said it all right there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a guy with a whistle. Again, typically not an enjoyable thing. But like when they let a little dude out and everyone like just kind of automatically forms this tunnel and is high-fiving and really like viscerally chanting welcome home and things in a way that feels yeah. like everyone means it. It's such a stupid thing to celebrate because it's it's the equivalent of if we like suddenly had alligators everywhere to bring it back to <laughs> our say. reptiles and then we were excited that we weren't killed by them. Like we didn't have these two days ago. Why <laughs> yeah. are we excited about this? But the whistle does in that moment like add a certain element of like, all right, we're making as much noise as we can. And that brings like a 90s rave vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. Get a little representation from every era. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, what you need next are those, uh, what are those horns they had at the World Cup? Buzeta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Those are the worst. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. So I really just wanted to see Someone Hornet's in the crowd nest. at the airport eating Cinnabon mm-hmm. and protesting like, uh, <laughs> finally, we're processing in a place with good food. You know? oh, Someone yeah. brought to, was going around and people like funnel through the crowd, you know, and like have bought like water. And they're like, we need water. Someone like, hey, Domino's delivered two pizzas. But I think people are reticent, like, I don't, because of the backlash, like, don't give me anything. I don't want this to look like any sort of a hand. And I also don't want to just be standing here eating pizza. <laughs> like, I'm really underage. Yeah. Cut, to, cut to Hannity showing, like, look at the, they're, they're having pizza. It's a party. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. they're not. Yeah. It is tough, though. I mean, you're on your feet for quite a bit. You were marching all, like, I, it seems like a dumb thing. Like, well, oh, they're it, tired. But, and yeah. the aimless walking, like, I was w- watching video Snapchat from the DC protest, and it's just like, where are we going? It's like, I don't know. Just so walking this, around. We're just this is something around. I did. Was, so we got there. It was, I guess, scheduled. It was originally tentatively. The airport one was like 4 p.m. was like people were trickling out. And we got there around then thinking like, there's no way it's going to end on time. Yeah. And it was still pretty packed. But people were kind of leaving. And we got to the airport and there was a throng of people headed toward us all chanting and marching. And we were like, oh, I guess, I guess they're ushering them out. The cops are behind them. Like they're headed out. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's it. Like it's over. Chanting like and job I, well done. <laughs> job well done. Going to in and Let's out. Let's go home. Yeah. Yeah. Call it a day. Call it a day. Me, me Buckle Tanner. your seatbelts. Buckle your seatbelts. Lock your doors. <laughs> What's I, for I, dinner? Yeah. I asked this cop. I was like, oh, so thinking like they're wrapping it up. Like, how was it, man? And he just kind of like, oh, we're tired, and that was about it. Like, All right, but everyone was pretty civil, and another cop like shook his like, oh yeah, they're nice. And then I like kind of stood there. Me and my girl girlfriend just kind of waiting like what's gonna happen next and then like exactly what you just said the throng turned around and started heading back the other way <laughs> and they're like no who's going home <laughs> just kind of marching around um let's do just me or everyone but first i like to keep jeff on his toes follow me on twitter at allison rosen follow shows twitter feed at ariymbf jeff where should we go for you I'm Colonel Jeff Fox on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Daniel? I'm uh, at Daniel Quants on Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the Snappy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> and D Quants on Facebook. You say that. Okay. 
I mean, that is you I on did Facebook. Say it. Well, I know, but but recently you're like, who are all these people? And I'm like, it's the no, people who are coming to your page. something happened where... So I've been posting lots of... Uh, political stuff. Political stuff. Uh, mo- mostly because um, I want family members who voted for Trump to have to make that decision. Either I mute him and don't get baby pictures, <laughs> <laughs> or I don't mute them and I have to read all about the politics. <laughs> Uh, he's so, holding our baby hostage I'm being very passive aggressive um, yes I'm using my baby come at me <laughs> um, no but it was weird so it's like I've been getting a lot of people following me that's great but then people have been commenting on my posts who don't follow me and I'm like where did you come from yeah. how did you you need to change your settings if yeah, if anyone that I mean, they okay. are attached to, but is it is there like things. some global like hey, I can post something and then like some dude in Michigan would yes. get it on his newsfeed? Yeah, if someone yeah, if, really, if someone he with, knows with likes your thing, yeah, it's oh. basically oh. seven degrees to Kevin Bacon. That's mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. and with yeah. political stuff, it's two degrees until some nut in the middle of nowhere yeah. that's got you know uh, oh, usually an so eagle crazy. for a profile. <laughs> I've been getting a no- a, a number of eagles. Yeah, just tr- you know, people who there's there's some weird privacy setting on there. I was trying to figure it out, and I don't think there's a solution for it. But there's a thing where you can tell it who can see your things that are your comments, and it's like only my friends or friends of friends. You know, I do say public, but here's the thing. So one guy yeah, who was like setting. who was like all like eh, you know whatever in my face <laughs> i don't want to repeat it but he was like being pretty oh, they can suck my nut yeah he's being pretty aggressive <laughs> and i looked at his thing and there were no mutual friends uh-huh. it was just complete it was like who the fuck could he have been a listener of the show i guess your page and well if he is a listener he'll hear me say this which is like i kind of felt bad because he came at me and then i was like look at my balls yeah <laughs> Honestly, lightning quick over oh my god! You know what's so funny is I actually think about saying that. But I, don't. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. What's up, uh, turds? But here's the deal: like I felt, I felt bad that I came at him so aggressively, and because I thought he might be a fan or even just like I don't know. Well, so. that's this thing that you and I have been having lately, which is this <laughs> like sense that like. When someone comes at you on social media and they have a staunchly different feeling about politics than you do and they are taking issue with it, there's that tendency to sort of just fire back when maybe it's more effective to actually try to have an actual dialogue with them. And you're much more all about the open dialogue with them. I'm totally happy to engage in a a conversation, in a a level-headed disagreement and talk about an issue with anybody who wants to be respectful. I have no problem with that. I don't feel So maybe that's why you I don't feel bad. so certain about what I believe that I'm going to be like taking it personally. I mean like I'm open to a persuasive argument. But that's not what happens. People come at you and they fucking yeah, it's like say, calling you names and, yeah, and yeah. It's like, personal attacks. If you want to come at me it's, like it's that. It's just not what it's about. Right. Yeah. Like if you want to come at me like you fucking libtard cuck fucking did it. It's like then fuck off. Like you're you're not respecting me. Why am I going to respect you? But anyone who wants to have a conversation, debate an issue, totally open to that. I'm not going to be an asshole to that person. I had a uh, 
you know, because the fa- the I the compulsion, the anger, the fear, I'm gonna get on there and with my fingers, I'm gonna yeah. tap out what I really. I there was this mutual a friend of mine who I've known for a long time. I think he's the greatest dude, uh, and we have mutual friends in the LGBT community. And for whatever reason, like his posts were just kind of escalating and getting no response from his group of friends, not even likes or con- nothing, but they were getting a little bit more like. A lot of exclamation marks and things. And I was like, this is strange, you know? Right. And so then after the mosque thing ha- it happened in Montreal, I was like, you know, that kid had been posting a ton of right wing stuff ahead of time. And I thought, well, this, my friend would never do that. He's this, again, like the sweetest guy. But I thought, this is weird behavior. And I don't, I feel odd like op- doing it in, on Facebook. So I just wrote him a message and said, been noticing your posts. Do you want to have a chat? Like, Give me a call. Here's my number. Yeah. And then he called me. We talked for like an hour. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's I totally left as like pals, as like that's understanding great. each other. I honestly believe, because I've been on both sides. I've been Republican and Democrat. I've voted for Republican presidents. I've voted for Democrat. I, like, I'm, and I think there's, we have way more in common than we realize mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle. I think that there are a lot of parties in this country that are invested in dividing us and making us feel like we're enemies. Mm-hmm. And the problem is we don't give each other a chance. Mm-hmm. And you don't find that common ground first. And especially say like, online. Yeah, especially right. online. Right. It yeah. just goes especially right online. to be mm-hmm. negative. It's like our fucking values are all pretty close to one another. Right. Like we all want to be safe. We all love our families. We all care about the poor like it's just a matter of what you think the solutions are and who you know you kind of and then there's other factors in there too but it's like you fucking cuck you can never fucking find that because everyone is so aggro all the fucking time right and it's so so anyway i get drawn into that and then i feel guilty about it because i don't want to be engaging in that way with people so I am also a filthy monkey. <laughs> we all are filthy monkeys. <laughs> With regards. I was reading this. Oh, hey, I'm going to talk about birth again. I was reading this childbirth book that was saying like one of the tips is to remember that you're a monkey. Like just sort of go in. Like your body knows what to do. In you're an animal birth. and kind of go into that phase. Yeah. Although I don't think... <clears throat> I feel like because th- I'm being induced and it's clinical and medical, like I feel like this is a different thing than if I were laboring without an epidural where I would be. We just took a hard right turn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's, you know what? Let's do just me or everyone. Wait, we haven't. Did we go through down the line? We, no, we stopped at We Daniel. stopped at me. So. Oh, duh. Sorry. Uh, you can follow me at the hashtag Al, Twitter, Instagram. You da- name Daniel it. was filibustering. I was. I'm sorry about that, folks. I'm sorry. We have, we have to do a cloture and then we'll move on. I to can't Al, believe so. that whole conversation grew out of giving our plugs. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and if you want to follow me, you've done the sons of death. Uh, you can follow me at Jenna Kim Jones on Twitter and Instagram and also check out my podcast. Sorry, not sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. It features hashtag Al as well. Get to know us a little better on that podcast. Uh, available on iTunes, other podcast services, and also my website, jennakimjones.com. And David, where can we go for you? DavidHuntsberger.com has uh, links to all this stuff, and uh, Twitter is Huntsberger Junk. I also do The Junk Show, which is here in LA, the second Sunday of every month. It's a variety show with like animators and filmmakers and musicians, stand-up comedy. And uh, I also have a podcast called The Space Cave, which is on uh, iTunes and all that. I sit down with people from like 
JPL and SpaceX Ooh. and Caltech and how have fun is that? It's real fun. I mean, I, I chat with artists and stuff too, musicians and things like that. But I really like the the space folks, especially in these these absurd times where we're moving away from intellectualism. Do you ever get to go up to JPL and, and poke around? I've been to the Planetary Society, and then I have sort of a standing invitation to go to JPL, oh, but man. I haven't. You got to go. So cool. Oh, I know. I want to go. Coolest. Pictures yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I really, really want to go. It's so. really unbelievable what they do there. Yeah, I, I, uh, just even like the Planetary Society one. I mean, that's just yeah. a building where people are hanging, and that was cool. So yeah. like, just seeing Carl Sagan stuff was pretty <laughs> terrific. But yeah, awesome. I, I really want to go to JPL, and I'd like to do like a live recording there, ideally. Oh, Ooh, that's cool. That would be yeah. cool. Wow. And you guys, a quick note that I meant to mention earlier, um, listen to my John Henson episode from Monday. It was, um, he's riveting. That episode was amazing. And it's getting a really good response too. Yeah. yeah so a, if you need a distraction from all the craziness of the world, listen to that episode. Listen to the craziness of John Henson's life. Super interesting guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do Just Mirror Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something Lila Rolling Stone says, Just me or everyone, get really disoriented when watching Jeopardy away from home and it comes on before Wheel of Fortune. Where does <laughs> Ooh, it do that? That's weird. That's wrong. Oh, I don't, uh, <laughs> oh I'll there tell you. There must be places. Yes. Uh, and I, I was alive for the switch in Reno, Nevada. Again, a move away from the intellectual side of life. I felt like it was just like, listen, we're getting into sweeps. Let's give them what they want. Numbers and letters turning. I thought it did come before Wheel of Fortune. It used to be Wheel oh, of yeah. Fortune. What am I saying? Wait a minute. Now I don't know. I feel no, like it's Jeopardy in... than Wheel of Fortune is how it is here, right? It is oh, that's how I hear. Yeah, here yeah. it is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But I think it switched. Well, now I'm all lost. Oh, I don't but know I either. Feel like, I feel like I when I went to college and then I came home... It was it was a big deal. Like, what happened here? My dad was like, "Oh, they switched it." I'm I like, feel like those two shows. It's like Jeopardy plays, and then when it switches to Wheel of Fortune, everybody gets out of the room, and another group of people come in the room and they watch Wheel of Fortune because it's not. <laughs> there's no crossover, <laughs> right? In the audience, yeah. Feels like. Does anyone enjoy both? My grandparents love both. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a wheel watcher. Not anymore. No, Mm-mm. we played it on. Um, we have, on a, we, have we played it on Nintendo the Was other night. Yeah, it took way too long. It uh, brought back some good memories. <laughs> but uh, waiting for the computer to go, you're just like, oh, so, get over it. Just <laughs> let us win already. Does everyone know when Wheel of Fortune jumped the shark and stopped becoming watchable? Does everyone know? <laughs> Wait, when they stopped no. having the thing where you shop. The showcase where you shop yeah. and you buy the stuff. That, that was always was the, the best. best. That was the best part of it. Jenna and oh, Al, you young you people, young do you even know what we're talking about? I don't about. think yeah, I, don't I know, know that. that. Because oh, my, I, I have that a memory really? of watching it when I was like eight. Oh my <laughs> so, God, I'm old. Yeah, so the way it used to work is you would have your winnings and then you could choose they from have, like three they, different showcases. Well, no, they would have a, they would have a rotating yeah. thing with dividers. And so it was a room. A like fake a giant. room with ju- a bunch of shit, and then everything had a price tag, and you could buy you'd the shop. S- you choose you'd say, which one you like. I want the themed? ceramic dog, and I, I want, want the jet the ski. Jet- I want the yeah. trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, and then and the then- next time, the next puzzle, it would be a different room. And then at the end, if you had something left, you could ask if you want. They would ask you, "Do you want it on gift certificate or account?" And what? everyone chose certificate. 
no one ever chose account and i always wondered why i don't know <laughs> yeah, even know what that meant taxes has maybe, anyone ever had a career that required so little skill that lasted <laughs> so long as vanna white she, they, they it's don't unbelievable even flip the it's letters. she just touches them she now touches them now it's you, unbelievable i imagine she has long periods of silence in her mansion where she's just staring into the darkness going what yeah if she were synonymous with like wildlife preserves or education centers around the world or some sort of cause or something, like, oh, it makes sense. Like she, but she was so famous for a I moment, know. like yeah. in the late 80s. Remember that? Didn't mm-hmm. she have a video? A video? Like a, her own like, rock song? Well, I know. <laughs> oh, like a maybe. The Nintendo games, there were three versions. She uh, got her own version. So it was Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune Family Edition, Wheel of Fortune featuring Vanna, Vanna White. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she got some moolah for that We played one. that one because we're like, hello, Vanna White. Yeah. <laughs> Vanna. I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like I've seen a video. She she had something. I hope she does it well into her 90s. Like, I yeah. want to see a 95-year-old Vanna. Like, <laughs> like, Going across. Takes, the whole half hour is just like one puzzle because it's just like... Trying to get the. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most claps. <laughs> no, I'm serious. She holds like <laughs> you guys. How does that even God. lifetime Beca- claps? Because of, is a yeah, world? because she's like documented as clapping the most. Well, think about it. She it's, just stands there, claps, and touch she claps the screen, every and then time claps. they do something. Wow. And so they have they to clap every her. time it spins. Oh. Yeah. So someone is challenging that and coming home every night and just clapping in but front see, of the only, a camcorder. The only way to do that is you have to have like an auditor from Guinness World Records Count there. all the clock. Oh, Counting. Wow. You'll never so beat it. Yeah. They have like video record of like, yeah, you can see every clap she's made. They total it up. She holds wow. the yeah. And she just keeps getting further and further along because they just keep shooting She'll more and more She'll live forever, episodes. you guys. <laughs> I hope she does. I like her. There's some energy. She's she a likable person. Yeah. Yeah. Emily Cox says, just me or everyone, have never used the strings inside sleeves at the shoulder except to tuck them back in when they show themselves in public. Yeah, are they? These, what are they for? Is this to, what we're talking? What? Yeah, they're to hang. For, Those are they're, for hanging. They're so they your clothes don't slip off the hanger. But that's not right. in men's clothes. Yeah, so that's just I've never you. seen that. Yeah. So that's what? just you. They're annoying. I should just cut them out. I never use them either. And then my mom always either. points them out when I'm with her. And she's like, it's hanging out. Why don't you just cut it out? And I really should. So she doesn't have to say that to me anymore. <laughs> Do you fold your clothes or hang them by another method? Uh, well, is that where they make the I notches think in the hangers? even with the... Uh, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. There's, the little hooks or the little notches are for the... Whatever the these strings. are called, the strings. Mm. And then, Scrappies. but see, I'm lazy, so I just risk it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It might fall off the hanger. I don't know. So you well, put I it on the hanger and let the neck kind of stretch it. I don't think yeah. it's to yeah. fall off. I think it's so that the hanger doesn't deform the clothes. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I guess there's those, that too. Yeah. Yeah. I always just assumed, like, no, so it's. But I invented a way. I Daniel invented, has a method. I have the quants method. <laughs> Which is that actually take, sounds like a legit? Yeah, thing. it is. It is legit. <laughs> I like general. walking around with the little bumps on my shoulders, so people think perhaps I'm a robot, you're, <laughs> or you're, or you're the kind of guy that hangs your t-shirts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you put you so you put the hanger in the neck hole like normal, but then you take the sleeves and you cross them over and wrap them over the hanger so that the weight of the garment isn't being is yeah. pulling on the shoulders. It's the quants method, and your um, shirt looks so jaunty. Jaunt- 
pee in there by itself. <laughs> it's like it's it caressing itself. Yeah. Well, it's a, every shirt looks like it is. It's it like, don't bother me in here. It would be weird to go in your closet and just see all the they're shirts all, hugging. They're all, yeah. Like, yeah. It they're would all be weird. hibernating. <laughs> They've all got their arms crossed. Oh, it's that like, like make out thing you used to do when you were a kid, go in the corner and pretend yeah. 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 you're making out That was a good move. Clint Mayo Foundation says, sometimes I go to pee in the urinal and realize I need to go number two as well. So I finish peeing and then go into the stall. Oh Just mirror everyone. This Hashtag raises dudes. so many questions Get I had together, about that situation. Clint. Yeah. Look, as a man, <laughs> <Yes>. you, <laughs> as a man, you got to know what you're, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. I mean, see, ladies but, have the luxury of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be surprised. Yeah. You're old enough yeah. to start a Twitter account, and you can't determine number one or two <laughs> until you're already midway through. Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> if you even think there's a hint of two getting in the mix, just, <laughs> just bolt over there. Why risk it? Yeah. Because so you can do number one in the <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, if we could solve some life problems for him, just become a sit-down peer. There you go. Is that... An embarrassing thing to do to walk from the urinal to the stall. <laughs> Just pee oh, and then that's turn the walk around. of shame for the men in the bathroom, right in the, the men's bathroom. So if even yeah. if any of us saw a guy do that, I don't think it, we'd even remember it long enough to when we got back to the table. We're not paying close attention to. It's each not other. the ladies' room, is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe this. This guy in the bathroom just went from one place to another. <laughs> what, what'd you guys order? But if I saw a dude at a urinal finish flush and then pivot on his heel and go right into the, the stall, I would laugh. You oh. would? I mean, I would chuckle to myself. I would be like, oh, that's funny. He had to poop halfway through his pee. Here's a question. This is, this is a little, a little, I guess, dirt, like for dudes, though. That's but how, like, there are audible farts in men's rooms. Sure. I feel like the laughter ratio is like 50%. Yeah. Sometimes it's everyone goes, well, we're all men here. And other times it's like, this is hilarious. Someone <laughs> yeah. farted. What's, oh, what yeah. is that? Yeah. Why is it 100%? Or why uh, isn't it zero percent? Well, I don't know. There's just this level. Are you allowed like, the sound of the fart? Like a certain fart is sounds funnier yeah, than another fart. Yeah. No, but I think I think the fart in general is funny because it's so out of place. But in, in the bathroom? bathroom, you're like, it makes sense here, so this yeah. isn't funny. But like, if you're oh, like getting context. up from the couch and you fart, you're like, that's really funny. You didn't <laughs> yeah. even do that, did you? You know. Or, I always hope yeah. that there is a trans person who's going into the men's room for their first time and gets to be a part of that. Like, we're all dudes in here. Look what we're doing. <laughs> we're farting and laughing. <laughs> I wish I could experience I think, that. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It yeah. Fun. The fart standing at the urinal, funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, when it's in the stall, it's like, then oh, you're like come well, on, you keep it together. Yeah, <laughs> you're just in there doing work. I get it. You know, keep, <laughs> keep showing him who's boss. You know, but. <laughs> But yeah. when people are just blowing <laughs> it out, I'm not. I feel like, come on, fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the worst for. Well, never mind. No, I don't know no. about this. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, so sometimes as a stand-up comedian, you have to use the same bathroom that maybe some of the audience members are. So there's always that fear of like, don't pass gas, and then have the audience members See know you, it was yeah. you that mm-hmm. passed gas. And then I've had like close calls or maybe experiences where like maybe they did hear it. Sounds I don't like know. Something snuck out. Now I have to go on stage and make jokes. So you hope like can the girl get over it? I hope so. <laughs> or maybe she finds <laughs> farts funny. Let's hope so. I had a show one time at a, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. right? I just dreaded it. Like oh god, I gotta use the bathroom with. It was like even right next to the showroom too, and I <laughs> had eaten some chicken that was making my stomach feel weird, and I needed to go to the bathroom, but I really couldn't. Yes. And so I went like oh, I, I think I can do it. So I walked over to the bathroom, and I got there just ahead of this dude. Oh no! So I oh, opened no. it and kind of we had this look of like ah oh, in, in no. my head thinking like. 
I'll be quick. I go in there, <laughs> nothing happens. I am quick though. So it was a long bathroom. It was like at least 15 feet long with the toilet way on the far end, oh, the sink right by the door. So I'm like, and there's a partition as well. So I'm like, this is kind of two rooms. So feeling like maybe that guy was in a hurry. I open the door and say, it's cool, man. You can come in if you want. Then let, <laughs> let the door close again. <laughs> so it just looked to everyone if they're watching. Oh my room, God. Going, come on come in. Come on in. <laughs> and then of course he didn't. And I washed my hands and was like, I definitely didn't think that one through. <laughs> just go out there and be the like, worst. hey man, you missed it. <laughs> like what that. a show, so man. <laughs> I was telling jokes in there. It was private show. Oh, oh man. Uh, how bizarre by OMC. What a, How bizarre. What a How that's all I'm thinking. I, it's yeah. all I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, is that that song? Yeah. How bizarre. Yeah. I've never heard this song. How bizarre. How bizarre. It's cool. You're not missing it. I don't know if you're doing it justice. Yeah. I look around. Every time I look. You've heard it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I was going to say, oh, is that orchestral maneuvers in the. Dancing in the morning. That's kind of how it goes, right? No, I don't I know. I feel like you changed songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy. Um, you're probably right. <laughs> anyway, he says, "Put my pillows in pillowcases, tag side first. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Wait, you know what? I'm Those saying yes, but I don't know people. if I have a method. Do you feel a tag wiggling around? I don't want to. Yeah, yeah then you've you got it crammed yeah. in there. Yeah, oh. yeah. Absolutely. That's just. Without I question. don't even know how you live like that. <laughs> I really don't like that's true. That's something right. I'll get up in the night to fix. Yeah. What yeah. about zip? Where does the zipper go? Zipper does inside. Zipper? Yeah. Like they can go inside. I guess maybe not all pillows have zippers. I don't think I've oh, ever right. had a pillowcase with a zipper. Oh yeah, my girlfriend uses those like pillow. Is it pillow? Like, are they pillow protectors? Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm like, wait, why do some of our pillows have zippers? And it's because I think Daniel's pillows, the pillow. I think the entire time we've been together, we've bought like one pillow. Yeah. We just have our pillows that came. Pillows being like an extreme purchase and they're like they 15 do. bucks each. I, yeah. <laughs> we finally Seriously. bought some recently and it was like, oh my gosh, this is, I mean, it's like we've been using the same pillows since I had in college. It's like, these are dirty. Like something <laughs> is growing just, inside of this. We need to stop yeah. it. Should we get 12 beers or a pillow once every decade? <laughs> yeah. I know. Rich Young yeah. says, uh, just mirror everyone. All internet communication now in tweet form. Uh, after one week on Twitter. Now this was a JMO I had to dig into because I because okay backstory. He actually wrote fourth attempt, completely pointless exercise because he has had tweeted this one to me before, but I didn't understand <laughs> it. So given the pitch of his and the tenor of his tweet, I just wrote back and I'm like, I'm not sure I understand. What do you mean? Anyway, what? I, what I discovered is he means after only a week on Twitter at the time he sent this in, probably now it's been about four months and a week. <laughs> um, after only a week on Twitter, he is now making like all communication on the internet around 140 characters, be it YouTube comments or oh, internet like comments. Or, yeah. Or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't I have that. Getting Just stuff you. done. Yeah. I applaud him for it. Yeah. But also yeah. I, it's a Can't strange thing. Right? Can't do like, it. You don't yeah. need to be doing any of that. So right. you're saving time at something that is, in a sense, a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find oh, it takes true. more time to shorten things to 140 characters. Yeah. Oftentimes he probably sits like, there and proofreads a lot. Well, yeah. I don't know that he's actually 
Fourth Nailing. attempt on a tweet? He's, I mean, come on. This guy's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he's actually hitting Big the Big fan one. of saving time. Anyway, fourth tweet trying to get at you <laughs> I here. Thought meant, I thought what he meant was that like a week after being on Twitter, you can only really contact me through Twitter, and I'm only contacting people through Twitter. Like, uh, no, I don't think that's what he means. Twitter. Because, by the way, folks, if you want to contact Allison... Sometimes I'll just tweet her if we're sitting next to each other. You've never done that. You've texted me, though. I have texted you. Yeah, I was was scheduling someone to come on the podcast recently, and I asked him how he wants me to send the address to him, email, text, or DM. I was like, there's way too many options yeah, these days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I tried text. to scale it back to just my website. Because people used to, like, after shows and stuff, like, send an email. It's so foreign now. Unless mm-hmm. it's, like, one of the giant sites. Like, websites, yeah. it's just the damn fat cats in the government. Yeah. <laughs> They're really cats. getting us onto these platforms, though, that we have no, like, ownership over. Which mm-hmm. is in itself kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, who has access to your Twitter DMs? Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's not just you. Yeah. It's right. Joe Twitter. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack. James Leroy Wilson says, when I was little, I thought they stole the MGM lion idea from the Mary Tyler Moore cat. <laughs> Hashtag RIP Mary Tyler Moore. Have I told oh, you yeah. I used to live near the MGM lion? What? No. Because I'm from Reno and they had an MGM casino that then became Bally's and the Hilton. And I think now it's a Grand Sierra resort. But when it was the MGM, you could... They, you know, they cycle through those cats, not but the, the one new that roared. MGM. This is like the old, yeah. you know, this is in the 80s, I guess, okay. 90s. And uh, the cat like would come into the casino. You could go get your picture taken next to it. Oh but God. then at the end of the day, they would haul the it cat, out. And the I lived, lion. The lion, yeah. <laughs> well, I call them cats. Yeah. I'm one of those big game people. <laughs> yeah. This is a big cat. And uh, But we got to go see it when I was a kid. And they poop like horses. Huge poops. Oh, well, yeah, I yeah, can see big. that. But it was so sad. He's like in this little, like, you know, dog kennel sized cage. It was, it was terrible. Sad. Yeah. Um, but he would roar at nights and scare coyotes, coyotes, whatever you want to call them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty you neat. I like him, coy- yeah. I like coyotes. It yeah. came out of your mouth really naturally. He really I enjoyed did. it. I and enjoyed I, it. I actually, I did. actually thought, wow, I've never heard. Someone say that so, People, naturally. so naturally, right? Yeah. It actually sounded le- like that's how it should be. We, said. we yeah. grew up saying yeah. coyotes. People, really? people. Yeah. I've always been a coyote person. Yeah, when, it's a uh, yeah most thing. people are. So then I feel like a weird hick or something. No, yeah. no, it sounded good. I grew oh, up okay. in yeah. Tucson, and people would call them coyotes too. Yeah, yeah. New Mexico, okay. born and raised. All right, really. hey, we're the <laughs> southwest <laughs> like, of born, born. You know, born. stayed for a minute. Yeah. All right. Jamos for Aros says, if a song is catchy and or I'm just in the mood to hear it, have no problem listening to it on repeat all day long. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I can do all that. All day? Well, maybe I not all day, but I can do the repeat thing. Yeah. I have a, yeah, I uh, I a very good friend who I was roommates with in college who he, he when he liked a song, uh, that's all you'd hear for days and weeks. Yeah. Just I had a roommate song, like that too. And it was like, <laughs> yep. oh my God. Yeah, there was a girl in, we were hanging, my friend Johanna and I were hanging out with the other girl in college, and she probably played Sublime Santeria like 45 times. No. <laughs> it was, it was, a, we were high at the time, so it didn't, it, it's the kind of thing where when you're high, like either it's okay or it'll drive you insane, and I was okay with it, but Johanna was not. So if you haven't heard John Mulaney's bit about, what is oh. the song? Uh, oh, I know what Pussy you're talking cat. about. Hey, Pussycat. Yeah, Tom Jones. The Salt and Pepper Diner. Yeah, called. look yeah. it up on YouTube. It's one of the funniest That's a really things funny I've bit. ever heard. <laughs> it's a story about that. Well, speaking of animals, I have a dog to tell you about. You 
are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, dog, dog. That's what you are. All right. So this comes from someone who is associated with the Friends of the Baton Rouge Animal League, I believe is what they are. Um, And I'm going to sneeze. So I hope I don't pee myself. Uh, But that makes one of us. (laughs) (laughs) Daisy is an Anatolian shepherd mix, a total gentle giant at 70 pounds. Also, she's four years old. Around Her coat is beautiful with cream and gold colors intermixed with black highlights. Daisy is utterly pettable and has the bushiest tail you've ever seen. Daisy loves people, wants to be right by your side, a total love bug. Daisy is a leaner. She likes to lean up against the person who is giving her pats. That's super Aww. cute. Daisy came into our rescue a little underweight and her foster family is working to get her in top shape. Daisy was rescued from an area where the August flooding in Baton Rouge destroyed the local animal shelter. Sadly, this girl spent a lot of time in a horse stall at the emergency shelter due to her size. Daisy is heartworm positive, a significant and deadly problem here in South Louisiana, but not to worry. As part of the Friends of the Animals mission, our organization will be paying for the treatment. For ease on the podcast, I made a tiny URL so folks can see her pet finder profile. So just go to tinyurl.com slash Again, that is tinyurl.com slash adopt Daisy, and you can check her out. So see, I am, I'm now going uh, national. I mean, I was already national, but I had featured pretty much exclusively dogs from Downey. Now doing other parts of the country, you, you guys. Honey. That's right. Um, thank you all so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I love it. Will you have to come back then? I would like to. Perfect. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. I will have a baby next time I talk to you, which is crazy. Goodbye. (laughs) Do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new baby.